Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie, 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And today we have our first guest who isn't Bryce. Please welcome our good friend, Sean Braley. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> Today's movie, let's just get into that. Today's movie is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So we have Sean here to talk about that. And Bryce is also going to weigh in quite a bit because we're we're big D and D people. Bryce is a big D and D guy. Bryce is a bigger D and D guy. Yeah. I am fully prepared for this film. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh Maggie. Yeah. What why didn't we start this podcast? I'm so glad you asked. Um so twenty twenty three is a goofy year for movies. There are strikes all that good stuff uh but also cocaine bear 65 barbie strays 80 for brady 80 for brady uh slother house that i just watched the trailer for um it's it's goofy so we started this to talk about all of the goofy movies and how weird they are except a goofy movie except for a goofy movie unfortunately i mean Maybe we find a loophole. Maybe there's a re-release. There's yeah, been because, some re-releases. Uh, he, the little little house cl- cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for Patreon listeners, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have little special episodes exclusive only to our Patreon, um, with things that have like 2023 re-releases. So Coraline is going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight trilogy apparently is gonna get a re-release yeah and then we might find other things like if it's an anniversary year or something mm-hmm. yeah then that'll be a special episode for patreon mm-hmm. listeners yeah yeah so like i said our movie today is dungeons and dragons honor among thieves mm-hmm. what what maggie <laughs> what is the synopsis i'm so glad you asked so glad i asked uh, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long lost relic but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people mm-hmm. hijinks ensue sure uh how experienced are all of you with D? let's start with sean uh not great. experienced at great all. Mm-hmm. great answer I t- actually i did sit in on a quarter of a campaign or not i don't know even if a campaign is it that like the one night or a campaign it, if goes it's like over a one time. shot it can be a campaign but sometimes campaigns are multiple sessions okay well i sat in on about 20 minutes uh-huh. of D, and then the guy that was the dungeon master was just Bad. uh he was just taking it so seriously like mm. i wanted to take it like really play it right you know yeah. but he was it wasn't fun for anybody mm. so yeah. i was just like i'm just gonna i feel like no. that also goes into play though because for our viewers who don't know you are a comedian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you do stand up and many things that you think of in your brain are funny thoughts right yeah, yeah. that's that's how i play Dungeons and Dragons. Play it funny. I yeah. like to have fun. Yeah. Improvising. That's a big reason why I love role playing is you get to improvise and be wacky and, and goofy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you do have a, a rules lawyer for your dungeon master, then I yeah. get why it's not. It sucks fun. the fun out of it. So then I was like, if this is what this is, but I also, my other experience with it is uh, the episode of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, it's a great episode. Where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So that makes it look like a blast yeah. yeah they they do it right uh freaks and geeks will come up later oh good yeah. oh yeah it will yeah nice so 
Uh, Maggie, what's your experience with D&D? Um, I have listened to and watched more D&D being played than I've actually played it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to a lot of the Adventure Zone and then um, the Dimension 20 on Dropout, both really good. There's a good mix of like storytelling and then kind of paying attention to the rules of the game, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the extent of my knowledge of it uh, bryce what is your D extent so <laughs> back in <laughs> high school mm-hmm. where uh the play style that we did was gurps wasn't actually D. it was a few steps back from D. it was a little easier for intro people mm-hmm. i went way too hard into it mm-hmm. uh, i made things way too complicated right off the bat and everyone was like hey chill <laughs> <laughs> so after that we moved on to D D. started playing 5e uh jumped around a couple not full campaigns mostly just one shots because as those who play D know it is hard to get a regular group together yeah. uh, every month or every two weeks something yeah. like that yeah um but then in college uh that's when the ball started rolling a bit more um I found a good group that I'm with right now. Uh, we also have our own group, mm-hmm. uh, which I DM. Yeah. Uh, that's where it's a Western Outback, <laughs> what I kind of like nice. to phrase it as. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, a, like an Outback Steakhouse in Oregon or exactly. something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Western Outback. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where you go in and really you feel like it should be uh, something on the bobby, but it's all like... <laughs> that's that really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is Crocodile Dundee here right yeah. now? Like, what's going Whoa. on? I don't do impressions. <laughs> that's why all of my D&D characters have a southern accent. That's why we've made it you know, a western. Yep. Play mostly. to your strengths. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, they can have southern accents anywhere, Bryce. I mean, it could be an Outback Steakhouse in Oregon, and the waitstaff is like, how you doing, darling? <laughs> right? Like, that is true. Uh, th- no spoilers for my my. my campaign that we're going to do on here oh <laughs> it all just takes place in Outback can't wait i can't wait for we're actually episode. sponsored by outback steakhouse big reveal <laughs> they sponsor today yeah try the blooming onion <laughs> that was a good ad a read thanks, yeah. thanks. now yeah. we don't have to do it yeah <laughs> good yeah all right uh but yeah uh been a dm been a player for a long time very much ingrained into it yeah, yeah. I'm a casual player. Mm-hmm. I've never, like, like I said, I like to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So it's been more of, like, if I find the right people. My family is, you know, we do role-playing. We have a Marvel role-playing campaign that's not D&D, but, like, it's still role-playing. I don't really watch it as much unless it's, like, a crew that I really like. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely more of a casual player. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you guys also know there is a previous movie trilogy for D&D and an animated show? The trilogy was really bad. Yes. Um, it seems like it started out bad um, and then it went to direct to video and then something else. Like it just... So it got better. None of them were great. <laughs> um, I know Jeremy Irons is in at least the first one. Wow, good uh, job, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was a cross-promotional thing with uh, the release for this movie. Uh, they had characters from the animated show, like, reacting to the trailer. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and then apparently they also have kind of a cameo in this movie interesting okay. yeah i didn't know yeah. that yeah i'm the, sure we'll yeah it's at the uh well we can't spoil yet oh that's correct so we can talk about it later gotcha but yeah. you, you do know where it is and that's what matters right now because mm-hmm. the first half for our, our viewers know the first half of our of our podcast episode mm-hmm. is spoiler free and uh and, and a big chunk of that we talk about the trailer the trailer to the movie mm-hmm. and maggie yeah why don't we talk about the movie trailer i'm kind of glad you asked i'm uh, not well <laughs> so there's just not a lot of information out there uh, like necessarily in comparison to like a movie that has come out in the 80s or is mm-hmm. considered a classic now for 2023 there's just not nearly as much out there to talk about so that's partially why we talk about it and also we can't legally show the trailer so it's mostly just like a description of if you're interested in it yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a good way of us breaking down things that yeah. c- are cool <laughs> <laughs> or you can watch the trailer mm-hmm. yeah. watch the movie mm-hmm. and watch the whole podcast yeah so i don't know whose turn it is but i will do it because i think my notes are goofy yeah it's also easier for you to read it today yeah um so the trailer starts out uh it does that thing where it has a series of clips from the trailer that play before the title card that says the trailer is starting now Mm -hmm. it's because the video thumbnail when people just like hover over it Mm. it plays that little bit yeah uh so besides describing all those individual shots There's a boat in the water near a castle. There's intense music playing. We see some of the adventuring party walking through a chaotic looking plaza with Chris Pine's narration. Here's the thing. We're a team of thieves. We see more of the party in different location with lots of lava. A magical thingy is unlocked and Chris Pine continues. When you do this, you're bound to make enemies. A golden helmet is pulled out of the magic thing. There's a shot of the castle. (laughs) Magic thing is a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a shot of the castle and some armies coming over a ridge with Pine's narration. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge a dragon comes out of the foggy sky wiping out many in the army it leaves behind a big explosion the music changes to led zeppelin's whole lot of love uh there's some dramatic cliffs and chris pine's character with a cape leading a group into a new location and he says truth be told we helped the wrong people steal the wrong thing as a glowing red horn is shown being held by a woman with red eyes a wall behind chris pine lights on fire uh, there's shots with lightning. Things are dark. There are more people in red. While well, he says, we didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. As the group seemingly uses the power of the red horn to put up a force field, there are other quick shots of magic being used as Chris Pine's voice, but we're gonna fix it. A woman asks, but how do we pull that off? As the group begins to shake, or the ground begins to shake underneath a shot of a human skull. Uh, there's another quick shot to Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez as he says, uh, and she asks, figure it out over a drink? And he says, probably best. The music picks up over a variety of different location shots. Chris Pine saying, to give us a fighting chance, we're going to need strength. You got this, right? Michelle Rodriguez says, I know you don't. And we see her hitting bad guys with big weapons. Pine continues, we also need courage. And there's a man in glowing armor with a shiny sword. Pine says, magic. And we see a guy with a glowing helmet do magic. Uh, Pine finishes saying, and you, to a girl with horns, who see a transformation of an owl bear attacking a bunch of people while Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and Justice Smith watch on horseback. The owl bear jumps onto a horse and transforms back into the girl with horns, completing the introduction of the adventuring party. Title card saying, next year appears over a volcano. There's another quick shot of a dragon and another shot of the druid girl falling into the floor and popping up somewhere else. A voice says, be warned, there is evil here, as the group goes into a cave and there's a bad guy with a glowing green sword. Different magic. 
There's a fight sequence with the adventuring party's own sword guy, and the group watches aside from the, again from the sidelines, saying, glad he's on our side. A uh, new title card saying, who needs heroes before another shot of the witch woman using lightning, another explosion, title card, when you have thieves. The group is shown in an arena with a maze popping up. Hugh Grant is there waving to people. Chris Pine says, this one's dangerous. There's a treasure chest that's actually a monster. Chris Pine is shown talking to a young girl in a garden by a house, saying, but whatever happens, interrupted by lots of quick action shots of the owlbear, uh, the gooey cube, which I could not remember the name of, the the gelatinous cube cube. yeah uh magic (laughs) chris pine falling towards a different dragon uh the screen cuts to black as the narration finishes will be ready cut back to the sword man jumping towards the dragon threatening chris pine and then the movie title on the screen we see the druid girl again asking what exactly is it that you bring to this and chris pine responds i'm a planner i make plans she says you already made the plan so and he says in this in case this plan fails then i make a new plan she says, so you make plans that fail? No. Michelle Rodriguez says he also plays the lute. Chris Pine says, not relevant. And we get the last shot of him playing the lute and singing. There's a lot of shots in this trailer. Yep. So it's kind of hard to give a good description of all of them. But it was action-packed yeah. and set to that song. Sean, do you want to give us a taste? Want a whole lot of love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if, that's in- if that sounds interesting to you, then check out that trailer. Yeah. Go to a computer near you yep. or a phone. Maybe yeah. the one you're on. Maybe. Listening. You're probably. <laughs> it's unless, not, you're not just watching this in the ether. You get radio syndication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which could happen. I mean. Fingers yeah. crossed. That was an amazing reading. So. Thank you. Uh, there are a lot of, like, a lot of quick shots. Some things are hard to describe, uh, but there are a lot of things in it that D&D players specifically would recognize. Otherwise, it's just entertaining things to flash by for someone yeah. new to watch. Um, it sets the tone of the film pretty well, uh, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Was a positive review I kept seeing of the movie in general. Yeah, and this I mean that's sets that. When I when I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. I was pretty pumped because it just looked like a fun movie. Like it was just like, yeah, this is a fun movie. It's not going to be like a world changing movie, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a fun movie set in this D and D type of universe. Mm-hmm. So like, I thought that was pretty fun. Yep, Bryce, when you <laughs> saw this trailer. What were your thoughts? Because uh, around when it was happening, or when the trailer came out, there was a whole kerfuffle. D and D boycott, kinda. Yeah. yeah. So what had happened was the uh, Wizard of the Coast was bought by Hasbro, mm-hmm. and Hasbro was wanted to be a little bit sneaky with uh, a new. I don't know, it was a new contract with the rules, uh, terms of agreement. There we mm-hmm. go. Yep. The new terms of agreement that pretty much said all the homebrew content that would be published on major sites like D&D Beyond uh, would then fall under the ownership of Hasbro, therefore making it their own property and profiting off of that. Basically, yep. players didn't own their own stories. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which was... A bad move to do to a community that spends all their free time looking at very pedantic rules yeah. mm-hmm. to play a fun game. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. Uh, the first trailer that I saw, I was very hyped. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. I was ready. Yeah. The second trailer, I think they just had an off day. <laughs> it wasn't exciting, so my interest yeah. lowered. Mm-hmm. Actually seeing the movie for what I did see in the theater, because mm-hmm. we were about 40 minutes late. <laughs> uh, 
absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah. Went back and watched the first half or first third. Loved it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I felt. Uh, Sean. Yeah. When you saw the trailer for the first time, was it 10 minutes ago when we just watched it? Uh, yes. I I typically try to avoid watching trailers mm. just because they often spoil parts of the movie that yeah. are relevant to me. And, I mean, this one does a decent job at not giving away a lot of the story. They give like away the, the synopsis. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so many movies don't no yeah i agree i usually watch the first trailer Mm -hmm. or a teaser trailer Mm -hmm. and then that's where i leave it especially with all of the nonsense of marvel and star wars these days where i'm just like i know i'm gonna watch it (laughs) like it's just yeah Mm -hmm. i don't need you to sell me on it yeah (laughs) yeah i want to know like the general gist of it but otherwise i'm Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think this trailer gave away too much the plot Mm -hmm. but there were some criticisms that I saw when I was reading reviews about the movie that said like a lot of it, the like visuals were given away in the trailer because mm-hmm. it like it didn't pack as much of a punch. If you watch the trailer, then like like you were saying, then it kind of got spoiled. Of yeah. like you don't care that much that a dragon is there because you knew it was going to show right. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a dragon and Dungeons and Dragons. At least one. Tell me, there's going to be a dragon and Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe even a dungeon. Is there going to be? I was going to ask. There's going to be a dungeon. Those are drinks. <laughs> All right, I think I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cast of this movie, pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty cast. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Pine as Edgin the Bard. Michelle Rodriguez as Holga uh, the Barbarian. Renee John Page. I think that's how you pronounce it. As Zank. I think that's how you pronounce it. The Paladin. Uh, Justice Smith as Simon, the Sorcerer. Sophia Lillis as Doric, the Druid. Hugh Grant as Forge, the bad guy. Uh, Daisy Head as Sophina, the Red Witch. And Chloe Coleman as Kira. Who who is the daughter (laughs) in this movie, but also in our film... Uh, a in, film in one of the most in films one of the that most we've films that we've watched one of the most films. yeah <laughs> she's adam driver's daughter in 65 and if you if you're curious about 65 go ahead and go and go and watch our episode about yeah. 65 it's the first episode we did chloe coleman is making a career out of having a famous dad yeah and it's working or a famous like uh, pseudo dad because she's in that one my spy movie oh. where uh, Dave Batista yeah uh, plays like not not her dad but like she doesn't have a dad he becomes and, a father figure yeah and Dave Batista is as we know in knock at the cabin which mm-hmm. is another movie that we've talked about so go ahead and watch that episode <laughs> yeah. if you're unfamiliar with Dave Batista <laughs> The rest of this episode is just talking about other episodes. This is our bottle episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the trailer. That's the cast. Mm-hmm. So now I think we're gonna we're gonna start talking about what happens in the movie. Yeah. So if you don't want spoiled, don't keep it playing. Just stop listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see us now? Uh, now, Sean. Yeah. W- tell tell our viewers. <laughs> How much uh, of this film have you seen? So I have seen uh, about half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. What well, what was the last thing that you remember seeing? Hmm. It's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of blends together in yeah. my head yeah. a little bit. I know that I was introduced to all the main characters. Okay. And then that was probably yeah about it. So mm. 
but I'm pretty sure that was about halfway through. Yeah. It was like 45 minutes or something, mm-hmm. so yeah. maybe. Yep. Uh, so, like we said, there's not a whole lot of deviation between the trailer and then the movie, and then people said potentially too much was given away in the trailer. Um, the whole thing kind of revolves around Chris Pine's backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he used to be a good guy in this organization called Harper's, but then his wife was killed by the Red Wizards dudes, and then he <laughs> gave up being good. For money. Uh, yeah, for money. He turned to crime to help him raise his daughter or to support himself, and then he started uh, raising his daughter with Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, not romantically. They have good friends. They have kind of a sibling dynamic. Yeah. Um, well, let me, me correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, please. Sure. Doesn't don't the wizards kill his wife because he stole something from them? So it's been a while since we've watched it. He he didn't steal <laughs> something from them, but he the he was holding onto a thing from the harpers that the red wizards wanted okay and then that's it was like a home invasion thing and then she was killed and she uh protected their daughter by like hiding her into a secret hidey hole in the wall yeah Mm. um i forget if it was the specific slab thing that they try and steal again anyway um there's a whole found family situation. And then he was betrayed by Hugh Grant. Um, I should use character names. He was betrayed by Forge. Um, yeah, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, who was working with the Red Wizards to gain power. Um, and then Ed Ginn and Holga get arrested. They're like the fall guys for Forge. Uh, they spend two years in jail after trying to steal a tablet that would bring back uh, Ed Ginn's wife mm-hmm. back to life. Um and then that turns out to all be a ruse so that the wizards can get the horn. Um, they go back to get Edgin's daughter, who has been raised by Forge in the meantime. So now she hates her dad. Um, and then they decide to steal from Forge and get Kira back. So this new group is formed. Hijinks ensue. They eventually get the tablet. And then it's used on Michelle Rodriguez instead. Uh, because she is fatally wounded and then kira is like you're my real mom you're the one that raised me because she doesn't remember her bio mom yeah and that's part of the tension is like chris pine is like i always do this for you and for your mom and she's like i don't know her yeah bryce you raised your hand yeah i just wanted to clarify uh they went after his family because the organization that he was a part of Mm -hmm. took down one of the uh, crimson wizards right Mm -hmm. uh and then went after him the tablet didn't come until later okay okay thought so um yeah a lot of the setup and the plot beats are very similar to a regular D &D campaign there's a lot of like side quest things like we got to get there's a big part of the movie that's like we have to get this helmet so that we can do this thing so that we can get yeah. into the vault and steal stuff and win um classic tragic backstory for a comedic character thing um i feel like edgin is like pretty light and like bounce you throughout the whole thing and then like you dig too deep into him and then he's like my wife died and yeah. it was the worst day of my life <laughs> i uh, i just i thought the movie though it was it had a lot of funny bits yeah. that weren't i don't know it didn't take me out of it like i know like especially like with marvel stuff mm-hmm. right now a lot of people are saying that like there are too many one-liners to like relieve tension or whatever it's but like too quippy 
Yeah, like yeah. I didn't think this movie was too quippy. I thought everything like fit. Um, like the scene that I really liked was when they're bringing the the dead soldiers back to life. Yeah. To ask them like three questions or whatever. I don't know if you got to that part, but it I was it. it was funny. They're uh, trying to find the helmet so that Simon will gain power. Um, and then they're like, it's from this battle that was a really long time ago. I think that's the battle that's in the trailer that the dragon is mm-hmm. breathing fire. Um, and there's a spell that they can do to ask soldiers about it who were there and like witnessed the helmet getting transferred to different people. They stay alive. Like they're still in like their bony state or whatever, but yeah. they stay alive for like three questions. And then the one guy, they forget to ask him a third question. And then it cuts <laughs> back to him after the movie and he's like, anyone would ask me anything i'll tell you my favorite color like, he's just sitting there in the graveyard yeah. yeah there's there's definitely a strong like monty python vibe yeah to the movie mm-hmm. yeah i think that was one of the uh they mentioned in some interviews a couple different like inspirations and i think that was one of the ones they listed um they also said they purposely didn't want the story to be meta about the D game itself especially after jumanji the next level came out in 2019 yeah um bradley cooper is in this movie <laughs> yeah did you get to bradley cooper if i did i don't he has the smallest cameo so they're visiting uh michelle rodriguez's characters holga holga's um, old home mm-hmm. uh visiting her now ex-husband yeah okay and her ex-husband is played by bradley cooper but bradley cooper is playing a halfling yeah Right? It's either half or gnome. Yeah, so he's super small. And okay. like she's like a big muscular. She's a barbarian. Yeah. Barbarian, yeah. right? And so she goes in and, and then she's like, Hello to her ex husband and he's just it's just little Bradley Cooper on like sitting a big on, armchair. On an armchair and it's just like yeah, like you just like weren't emotionally ready and I just, <laughs> you know, I could feel us drifting apart and then you went to jail. I'm like, What did you expect me to do? Just wait for you. And he has a new barbarian girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> What you expect me to do? Wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like maybe the one moment where I was like, this is, it kind of takes you out of it because it's Bradley Cooper. I was confused sure. why it was him specifically. Yeah. Because like Bradley Cooper was not in any promotional like trailers or images or anything. Like yeah. it was just like, is that Brad? That's Bradley Cooper. I mean, you're thinking about that as opposed to being like, oh, this is a character. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. If it was, uh, God, is this, a character actor, like, is his name, uh, he's, he's kind of balding and like red hair and he, and he's, uh, Brendan Gleeson. No, no. I'll, you, you keep talking and okay. I'll get back to it. The special effects are pretty good. Okay. I thought so. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Matt Walsh. Oh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if Matt Walsh was the tiny, like, ex-husband character, yeah. that would have made perfect sense to me because he's a, he's a character actor. He just shows up in things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was Bradley Cooper. I thought they were leading up to be, like, someone who's big in the D&D community, like, turn around, it's little Matt Mercer or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, someone, like, who... Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Like, someone whose career is playing Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. That would... Yeah, that would have been a good cameo. Yeah. Instead, it's Bradley Cooper... Who I guess you know who I would have even accepted, uh, J- Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Not Joe, Joe DiMaggio. No. Yeah. Uh, Take his uh, um, Mangello. Yeah. Man. Man. 
Yeah. Joe Angela? Manganello. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He, I would have, I, that would have made sense to me because he publicly has been like, I love D and D. He again, and he's a big muscular guy, and if he was playing the little half yeah. character, I would have been like, yeah, this is perfect. He also comes up later. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the other cameo with the characters from the animated show is when they're in like their Forge is like the lord of this area. And he's super powerful and he decides to basically bring back the Hunger Games um, <laughs> and they end up competing in the Hunger Games because it's a D&D campaign and of course you are yep. um, and then one of the other groups that they're competing against is the the group from the original gotcha. or like the animated show uh, which I read that and I was like oh okay that makes sense because the way that they were shown I was like am I supposed to know who these yeah, people are? <laughs> I do remember that they, they, they stayed on the shot for like a couple seconds longer yeah. than I feel like was necessary. Mm-hmm. I love those hokey costumes. Mm-hmm. Those are so fun to see. <laughs> yeah. Don't they all die? I'm pretty sure they all died, yeah. Some of them made it to the end. We don't see what happens after they get to the end. Yeah. At least one of them is in the gelatinous cube. Yeah. 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 Which I, I really like the way that they did the Hunger Games style mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. there's so many iconic monsters in D&D that there's no way narratively for it to make sense for them to accidentally run into each and every one yeah. mm-hmm. and like appease everyone mm-hmm. so just the eh, here's all of them at once in a glad gladiatorial arena yeah, yeah. Arena. yeah no, that definitely made sense mm-hmm. nothing uh, felt forced really like, no in my opinion but again i'm a casual D fan so this is more of a thing yeah. for bryce no it to what you were saying about how it didn't it, it was a comedy but it didn't feel forced like marvel comics I think was because in the the Marvel movies, I mean, uh, in those movies, they establish these characters mostly as serious people who are Mm -hmm. dealing with serious things. And then when a joke comes along or a quip comes along, it's just like, oh, okay, that's a thing. But at the beginning of this movie, they, these two are jokers. Yeah. Like they, they're in a, they're in a prison camp and they're just joking around with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These knitting yeah a little mittens, and then even while they're giving uh his big tragic backstory he's still asking for that one eric cocker judge so he yeah. can jump on his back and fly yeah. away yeah mm-hmm. jonathan yeah jonathan. A, i love the name too yeah yeah um i kind of left this section before we get to production facts yeah. pretty open-ended yeah what else do we want to talk about impressions of the movie are there any characters you did or did not like exceptionally Bryce, much i can tell you that you're you're itching to talk you got one i'm itching i'm ready to go uh yeah no i i liked the way that they had all the characters interact or like their dynamic mm-hmm. because it very much felt like a long-term D campaign mm-hmm. as in you know you start with a handful of people you might lose someone like ford uh the character ford felt like a problem character when you start mm-hmm. uh just start a campaign you have a bunch of people there's one that might be a bad egg yeah mm-hmm. and so you they're asked to leave and then maybe they're carried on as an antagonist for the rest of the campaign and then you have uh the tiefling who comes on later mm-hmm. uh who very much oh we have another friend they're coming along and especially with the paladin yeah especially the paladin who just shows up Rex house mm-hmm. and leaves. Yeah. So you liked that. Yeah. 
I didn't. I also a, didn't. As, uh, a, as someone who plays a game a lot, I got a kick out of that because it was like he's heavily promoted in everything, but he's only there for a little bit yeah, and then leaves. And which is like, why I, I thought he was going to be there the whole time. Like I thought it really was like they would establish the crew and then for the rest of the movie like they were there. I I don't know. Him having his own storyline, like a deep back story and storyline mm-hmm. that they had to like also tell and wrap up in this movie. I didn't I don't know. I thought it was unnecessary. I didn't mind it. I just wish that he had been marketed more as uh I'm less, here too. Well, less <laughs> as a uh core member of the adventuring party and more as like the NPC that everyone eventually falls in love with and gets too well developed. Yeah. As like he shows up um as like the dm being like oh no i overestimated things and you guys need a little more help like that kind of thing i thought his character was really fun especially that one scene where he's like uh i'm leaving now i've done what i can i have to go forward and then he just walks over a rock and like he has to go this way and he (laughs) does not move beautifully improvised bit oh that's fun that wasn't planned oh good uh and i love it because you know D &D, you have a gridded map yeah and you're only walking one direction (laughs) (laughs) good that's good um the 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 simon the 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 sorcerer sorcerer Mm -hmm. i liked his character because i feel like often sorcerers like when someone is playing a sorcerer they expect to be like this overpowered magic wielding Mm -hmm. character Mm -hmm. but he his whole thing is that he's like not a great Sorcerer. Which makes sense for what sorcerers are. Sorcerers are, they don't study, they're just um, naturally adept at magic. Yeah. yeah. And the way that I've seen it played a lot is very overconfident, sometimes douchebags. Yeah. Uh, sorcerers. And, but this one, the way that he portrayed it made sense because if you're just naturally adept at something but haven't studied it, mm-hmm. you're not going to be great at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like him. I also like justice smith in general yeah he's been in good stuff detective pikachu Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) um he i liked him in uh the quarry that game that was made by the people that until dawn so it was basically until dawn again but at a summer camp (laughs) but the way that he acted in it was very good and also a lot of his interactions with the one dude that i always think is a sprouse twin but isn't mm. um i know what that reference means sure <laughs> and i can picture <laughs> as long his as face. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh justice smith is also in i mean tons of things but the yeah. thing that like i remember justice smith in is a movie with l fanning mm-hmm. it was like a netflix movie it's one of those just like teen romance movies and it it takes place in Indiana and the whole premise is that the two are in a class together and they have to, they do a report on things in Indiana Oh, and they go to a bunch of these weird attractions in Indiana, which three of us in this room are from Indiana. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they're like naming things and talking about things and going to things that like I recognized, but because Indiana doesn't have the film tax credit, they still filmed it in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's one thing. This guy made his own little roller coaster in his backyard and they went to that. So I, 
and they had the actual guy. So I don't know if they had like one day where they were like, I guess we're not paying taxes today. <laughs> I guess we are paying taxes yeah. today, sorry. Um, and they went to Indiana, or if they brought the man over to Ohio. <laughs> so it was just weird. It was just like, come on. Yeah. Just film it. That was a sad movie. I wouldn't watch it. That's, a, that's <laughs> the same conundrum that Fault in Our Stars. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah. I heard for that movie, uh, the the people who were really big fans of the book, the one with Justice Smith, yep. uh, people who were really big fans of the book hated the movie. That makes sense. That, tr- that tracks for most Pretty movie common. adaptations, yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to follow up with something, but yeah. 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 Sean, was uh, anything in the first half that really just were like, ooh, mwah, mwah. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, that's all I have to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just thought that it, like, uh, touching on the Monty Python thing again, yeah. or like even like the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Like just the characters, like the introduction to these characters, yeah. was really fun and really, yeah. like you guys said, light. But it seemed like it's good to know that it was taking a yeah. lot of the D and D like identity and tropes and personality and mm-hmm. putting that in there. But I, as a person that doesn't know much about D and D, still was just watching it as like a fun fantasy movie. Yeah, to me, it's it's a movie that if it came out in the eighties would be a classic like if yeah. it was like this still the same story and all of like the writing and everything i think it would be like oh this is a classic you have to watch dungeons and dragons yeah um to make this more of a bottle episode that's also what you said that's true we it, have a ghost yeah <laughs> we have a ghost uh i think if that was a movie that came out 30 40 years ago it would be an, another movie that was like this is a classic like mm-hmm. w- goofy coming of age with a little gimmick type of movie, yeah. um, which I which I think is fun about movies that happen now. <laughs> um, I'm glad you didn't just stop with fun about movies that happen. <laughs> uh, just because like we because there's so much content that's yeah. coming out, which is the basis basically for this podcast. It's never gonna die. There's so much <laughs> stuff is coming out this year alone that is just a wide range, and so I just think it's interesting when you get a movie like this. And Cocaine Bear and 80 for Brady. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> We're already on the podcast, guys. We don't need yeah. you to sell it to us. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying my own thoughts. Yeah. This is not. Brag. Why do you have to call me out like this, Sean? <laughs> Anything else from the movie we want to talk about before production facts? The special effects. Yeah. Um,. I was pretty happy with the special mm-hmm. effects all the way through. There yeah. wasn't really anything where I was like, that doesn't look real. The only time that I would have said that, but I think it was supposed to look weird, is you didn't get to it, Sean. But <laughs> later in the movie, uh, they make an illusion of Chris Pine um, okay. singing and playing the lute. Yeah. And Which is, and is that what they show in the trailer? Yeah. yeah. And they, and they, like, it's a distraction to distract some guards, but they, uh, the sorcerer stops focusing on it. And so it starts to like, his face starts melting, starts basically. melting and distorting. And then like repeats like a record. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks goofy. It looks weird, but like it made sense. Yeah. Like this is, this is a moment where CGI looking goofy on purpose makes sense and is like I believe that. The Flash which came out has terrible CGI. We'll talk about it eventually. Guess 
what else comes up later the flash <laughs> yeah wow. i'm just <laughs> nailing this i am <laughs> nailing this but the director for the flash said that uh some of the cgi in it was goofy on purpose because it's a goofy movie L- let me tell you it's all trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there is a moment of CGI in that film where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's CGI. To me, honestly, it was maybe a step above the CW, the Flash TV show. Mm. Like, even the, like, the TV show had moments where I was like, that is really impressive. Mm. Yeah. I think but. this does help because it's, like, not based in our reality so like yeah you can give it more leeway too. when it's a fantasy you can yeah. yeah but just like the textures of everything i thought like mm-hmm. like the owl bear like i uh, do like the owl bear when when the dr- druid transforms into an owl bear and back all of it like the textures looked really good like there wasn't like ever like that weird blur rubbery look to it mm. that you get with cgi yeah yeah i i I just really like the uh, call, like the references, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to uh, the way the magic worked. Yeah. Because instead of trying to figure out, okay, how does it work in our world? They just opened the player's manual. It's like, all right, how did it work in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, something that, at least in my tables, what we kind of yada yada over are some of the spell components. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, to cast a certain spell, you might need a piece of wood and a feather. Uh, and in this, they got by that by having Simon have a little component pouch. Yeah. And spin, find exactly what he needed, use that. Also, the verbal and nonverbal components. Um, like whenever he's in the middle of trying to get out of the theater that he's trying to rob. Uh, that guy who... It also shows... It, it was a little funny. Sh- the guy who covered his mouth there to stop his vocal component... Mm. Must have also been around these kind of people to know that yeah. that spell needs a vocal component yeah. to just close his mouth. Yeah. Uh, which I, I just thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, attuning things, attuning to an item, usually yada yada over, a very big part of this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's the uh, whole, he confronts his grandpa through the helmet or something. Because his like, grandpa was this great sorcerer. Yeah. And then And then he has to basically convince the helmet to work for him. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just all, all the all the little rules that mm-hmm. they put in there just went in seamlessly, uh, and also kind of uh, gives credit to the system itself for being so well made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justice Smith also talked about in interviews how a lot of the like nonverbal components of the spells um, are based off of real sign language. Oh, nice. um, so it's like a fully choreographed thing that they have that he's not just like making it up yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah well um I, I would i would say production facts cool <laughs> um it is you would say that you would it was re- but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was released uh it had a theatrical release by paramount pictures uh march 31st 2023 it's now streaming on paramount plus mm-hmm. Um, the ratings, it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 93% audience score, 72 out of 100 Metacritic, A- minus on CinemaScore. Pretty good that all around. Good. But mm. was it successful? Technically, no. Oh, um, really? Technically, no. So the budget was $151 million, according to the directors. 
Um, the box office got $208.2 million worldwide with $93.3 million of that being from the U.S. So, like, it made more money than its budget, but um, it technically underperformed at the box office. Uh, so, yeah. in an article from Screen Rant that I found... Um, it says it's a $151 million budget means that it had to make a significant amount of money theatrically in order to turn a profit, a standard calculation that estimates how much money a blockbuster has to gross theatrically worldwide in order to turn a profit is 2.5 times its original production budget in order to account for marketing and distribu- distribution costs. This means that Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves will have to gross approximately $378 million to become profitable. This was written before the movie came out. Yeah. So... Spoilers, it did not make that much money, um, but... I mean, it, it's, its marketing was strong. It, I, I well, remember. I was marketed strongly That's for true. This movie. We were, because yeah. we're nerds. Yeah, um, but one of the criticisms I saw was that, like, the marketing for it wasn't very strong. I think... I, I don't know how much I agree with that, because, I feel like, like I saw posters places, too, and, like, billboards. As, as the non... D and D as the person that's the least D and D person here, I only knew about it because I really like John Francis Daly. Okay. okay. And I, I mean, I, I think I would have known that it was in the ether, but I wouldn't have like, yeah, known yeah. like, oh, this could be a good movie. I, I mean, would have just been like, oh, that's like another yeah. fantasy. I knew a lot about like the different. They have like specific campaigns and like specific character sheets and stuff mm-hmm. for the characters. But then there was also a. Uh, novelization that came out that was like a i think it's a prequel technically or it's about the like original D D party that has forge in it and i saw that at target all the time that's a very mm. 70s 80s thing to do yeah. yeah um so it was competing with the mario movie and fans were calling for the boycott of wizards of the coast slash hasbro oh, due to the linked yeah. changes to the D open game license thing that we Just talked about earlier it to work <laughs> i don't know just a lot of nerds are like insufferable so i just assumed that they would yeah. have just seen the movie um they would still go well, see it, yeah yeah how, how much of their profit came from just those popcorn buckets that's those true were sold out yeah so quick yeah mm-hmm. yeah they bought the buckets they didn't see the movie though no that's true they just bought the seriously yeah i'm this isn't I, that's this isn't. A I joke. was doing a bit. No, 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 no. Uh, so on the uh, Discord I'm that I'm in with, the uh, with our like. local uh, TTRPG shop, yeah, um, they sent out like a little message saying, "Hey, the pre, because AMC gets some movies early, they're releasing the popcorn buckets now. They're probably going to be gone." Oh my god! Uh, this one? Yeah, that one. It's a of audio listeners. It's a twenty sided die. Uh, and for, video because you can't see. Th- yeah, <laughs> for thirty four ninety nine. Thirty five dollars for a, a twenty sided die popcorn box. One of does the whole top hinge or is it just one of the triangles? No, it's the whole top. And okay. It's about this big. Wow. That's a decent amount of popcorn. So, yeah. so you're telling me that like fans can, seriously? Can you do that for the visual people. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you, can uh, yeah this one you, you, you also have a camera you have a camera that you oh can, i keep forgetting yeah you can switch to yourself <laughs> this bit <laughs> um so fans actually bought this without seeing the movie yeah uh well and a lot of that was one person going in for and texting all their friends hey the popcorn bugs out get me one get me one get me one 
And so they would go out. I know some someone uh, from talking to them later on uh, bought like ten. When they're for people 10. who didn't want to see the movie. For people who couldn't be there or just had work. Wow. Okay. And like that. That's more acceptable. I thought you were saying that people were like, I'm boycotting this mo- this movie because I don't want my money but to go the to them, buggy. but I will buy the popcorn buggy. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm sure there's like a small few who fit that Venn diagram. Yeah. But if you are that kind of person, you are a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting words. <laughs> but no, yeah, we were upset. Cause Try uh, not to cuss on the podcast anymore in case, you know, we, demonetization. We, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get the popcorn bucket or we couldn't go that day because we had a D session that's <laughs> yeah. they were like we're not canceling this D session we're going it took months exactly. to plan we yeah, can't well, cancel this one that's the like, they do oh that was the last minute one well honestly when it's the last minute one it is harder to cancel it because if you can last minute get six people to be like yeah i can do four hours at least for a campaign then it really is just like I can't. You cancel. have to do it. You have exactly. to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it later. Oh yeah. Um. So there's still a potential for a franchise, even though this wasn't technically commercially successful. I think part of that was like the reviews for this are just so good. Like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. um, it seems like it resonated with actual D and D fans, and then people who also were just into like. A fun fantasy movie yeah. like my mom really enjoyed this movie i think it would only work if john francis daly stays mm-hmm. yeah on. um so there was a tv show from paramount that was announced in development in early 2022 it's unclear what stage that's at right especially now especially now yeah um but the paramount ceo said that a movie sequel is possible but with a smaller budget which i think they could still do a lot with that yeah like it i think it would be fine i think the quality like the expectation is the quality of a sequel is going to go down from the original i feel like they would still be okay i feel like if if they have the type of budget that like star trek strange new worlds has for their show Mm. they would be fine in terms of like production design and how it Mm -hmm. looks and everything like because those Star Trek shows look great. Mm-hmm. And, like, those don't have huge budgets. No. But the writing is really strong, so that helps a lot with... Which is why I, like, think John Francis Daly would have to... Yeah. Um, I mean, with the way that they did the Eric Cocker and the Dragonborn alone probably yeah. shot a majority of their budget. And yeah. they looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But even just, like, axing the, the more complicated characters to show, mm-hmm. I think they'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's know. true uh this movie was in development hell for so long how long uh <laughs> since 2013 oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a a quick timeline 2013 warner bros announces a film is in pre-production for D. uh two days later hasbro announces a lawsuit because they were developing the fi- a film with universal pictures uh, in 2015, that case was resolved with Warner and Hasbro basically told to play nice and work together. How does that... How, where's the confusion there? Did Warner Brothers not realize Hasbro owned it? There, and they were like, we made these movies in the 90s, so I assume we can make oh, them again. A spider descending from the yeah. ceiling. Right here. Oh. Hmm. Uh, cut to the camera. Spider. There we go. What spider do you have to camera. say? Can you see the spider? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you're black shirt. Good. That's why I wore it. Uh, all right. So the spider saw the other half of the movie. Um, 
Spider, come on, don't get shy. <laughs> Spider does not want to talk about Your <laughs> silence speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah. Spider's not a fan. No. And we're not Let's a just fan. say that. I also am not a fan. It's not nearly as big as that giant one we saw in here the other day. That's true. That, that was... I still think about. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, 2017, actor and D&D fan Joe Manganiello. Is that how we decided his name is pronounced? Manganiello? Manganiello. Janiello. Joe Manganiello. Sofia Vergara's ex-husband. That sounded almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Manganiello. he Manganiello. Sorry, go ahead. Reveals he has written a script for a D and D movie and was in development talks. He says, "quote with the right people." Um, and the people were uh, potentially Brad Payton and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Brad mm-hmm. Payton is a, I believe, director and producer. Um, but basically all the stuff that he has worked on is all of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies. Hmm. Um, so would not have been the right people. It would have been a very different movie, yeah. um, especially if they were so worried about uh, Jumanji the next level yeah. and like being yeah. compared to that. Uh, also in 2017, Hasbro moves production to Paramount. Um, it is in talks with directors Chris McKay, who mm-hmm. uh, yeah. does robot chicken several seasons of that um lego batman and renfield which we also just talked about i think we've mentioned every episode that we've done now um and then no no somebody i used to know there we go there There we go go. (laughs) um and (laughs) so then uh moved in talks with directors chris mckay and then the writer michael giulio who is credited as a co-writer on the film so he's been attached since 2017 um in 2019 the casting process begins and they're now in talks with John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, um, who I didn't realize are such a duo. Yeah. Um, so they, if you don't know, John Francis Daly is known for Freaks and Geeks and Bones as an actor. And then he left the show Bones to do screenwriting. And it's worked out very well for him. Yeah. Um, he, They're both credited as writers on Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Horrible Bosses, and Game Night. Two of those movies I like. That's true. Where are we going to find out which two? I don't like Horrible Bosses. Okay, that yeah. one does not age well. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Game Night, I'm a big fan. Oh, of I'm a Game big Night. fan of Game Night, too. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so they're in talks with Daly and Goldstein to direct after John Francis Daly talked to an agent he met at a bar uh, and mentioned he wasn't working on anything since he and Goldstein left directing duties on The Flash. <laughs> so it's a good move. It's all coming back together. Yep. Um, in 2020, Daly and Goldstein have a new version of the script. The movie gets made, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So highs Ma- and lows of that <laughs> process. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mangan yellow. Mangan yellow. Mangan yellow to you too. I'm gonna say manganello. <laughs> I, I looked up a way to pronounce yeah. it. Manganello. It's yeah. Italian. Manganello. Okay. It's definitely Italian. I don't mean to be insensitive to his culture. It's just yeah, hard for those syllables. Joe, to me, Manganello. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Mamma Mia. <laughs> the new voice of Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Over Chris Pratt. Not th- again. I don't think Chris Pratt. I say it again. We haven't talked about Mario yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Chris Pratt did like a terrible job like everyone was, was expecting. But I just feel like anyone else could have done it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Well, well. It's at that time. It's at that time, everybody, that we talk, we, 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 we talk about what we thought of the movie in terms of our 
rating system and it's our the time of the podcast where we talk about the movie yep <laughs> we haven't been talking it's about, about time yeah uh our rating system is a uh f- out of four rating system with five options zero out of four is oh no oh. that's bad mm-hmm. stop making movies everyone who made this movie every everyone who worked on it down to crafty don't stop yeah a one is that was a movie Mm-hmm. Uh, two is a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. We changed this recently because of our conversation about Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. Uh, three is enjoyable and technically well-made. Mm-hmm. Four is Oscar-worthy. Like that is like, ooh, baby, keep making movies. Everyone down to crafty, keep doing <laughs> it. Don't set out those bagels, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, my my rating for this movie mm-hmm. is uh, a a a three out of four, which means I thought it was fun and well technically made. Mm-hmm. Maggie, what was your rating of this? Movie? I also gave it a three out of four. It was a very fun movie. Um, I think it's pretty rewatchable. Um, I enjoy Hugh Grant as a concept and he was there (laughs) just as a concept yeah i i like hugh grant being in like a villain era yeah we barely talked about hugh grant's character i mean he kind of is barely in the movie but like not in a bad way he's just sprinkled in the right amount to be like enough of a threat to be the big bad but he wasn't even like okay we're gonna take a little a little pause a little pause in our rating he was like a big bad but he wasn't the big bad. Yeah. The big bad was the bald witch lady who didn't really get yeah. much character development. Hugh Grant was the puppet for the real big bad. Yeah. Uh, but then because of that, then she wasn't really given any motivation or anything besides being a witch and red at the same time. Yeah. Well, she was also trying to resurrect the uh, guy that... The big, big bad. The, the big, big, big the, bad. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Had, we had big bad Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. The big bad bald witch lady mm-hmm. the big big bad dead wi- dead red dead. bald man redemption red dead redemption <laughs> yeah <laughs> two <laughs> we have a title now yeah. <laughs> yeah he hugh grant was very lawful evil whereas the witch was more chaotic evil mm-hmm. yeah yeah good good job to mm-hmm. use D terms yep. yeah so let's go back to our rating system anyway sean if i was rating the the first half of this movie mm-hmm. which uh-huh. is all that i can sure yeah. uh, i would say three out of four as well okay um, because I think it was very fun, very technically well made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, it wasn't like there was anything that was like it wasn't a, like a it wasn't a masterpiece or yeah, something. But yeah. it was just like it was like eating candy or something. It was like oh, this is nice and delicious, mm-hmm. and I could do this. I could watch it often, probably. Mm-hmm. But Bryce, I gotta finish it one time first, and yeah. then I can watch it often. Mm-hmm. Bryce, what would you give this out of our rating system and no halves? No halvesies? I would not give this a halvesies. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go full bore. And it goes up to four? Yeah. Four out of four for I'm Bryce. I'm going to give it a four out of four. Nice. Wow. I was going in expecting to hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember. Very rarely do things that I like get a good film adaptation. Yeah. Um, and this just, it blew me away with how bad they could have made it. Mm-hmm. How many things they could have just gone wrong in they veered away from all those and just did it right. Like, I love how they didn't do the, like, a Lord of the, a Fellowship. Yeah. 
uh, where, you know, here's your ranger, here's your fighter, here's your barbarian, let's go accomplish our goal. They said, no, we're going to do the bad route, mm-hmm. of, but then make it good, mm-hmm. like yeah. turn, turn them to the good side. Yeah. Uh, which is how most campaigns go with murder hobos and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't resist it. I also appreciated that they didn't do the other side of that spectrum and make it a Suicide Squad and in- yeah. <laughs> yes. What is this? Thing. Some kind of D&D campaign? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Some kind of honor among thieves? <laughs> so that means the episode's rating is a 3.25 out of 4. If we average, <laughs> we average our answers, which we always do. I mean, sometimes we do. Yeah. When we do different, when we have different ones, then mm-hmm. we average it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't like, one more thing that I didn't like about this movie is that none of the characters had like a name that was like Jizzwrecker or something <laughs> like that. Because you always have that one player who is just like, "I'm a Cumtron four thousand and I'm a barbarian." <laughs> Stephen Careers. Our my yeah, my character in our campaign is called Stephen Careers. <laughs> Inventor of the the M The eyeball? The eyeball, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Like a that was a good invention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be a hit. Yeah. There well, we can't forget the uh the big dragon named Thimberchode. That's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That, that Thimberchode. They got close. one in there. We did get a chode. <laughs> yeah. They never really talked. Yeah, even so. the, <laughs> even the um, like, core cast, like Zank, Doric, Forge. These are all like very D and D names. Simon is the closest that you get to like, and I'm Hank. I'm Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A level fifteen orc <laughs> from the mountains. I am Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so. Now, now, mm-hmm. now that we're done talking about our main movie for this episode, mm-hmm. we always talk about a a different movie that we've watched this year that's not from 2023, just a different movie because we like watching movies. Mm-hmm. We're all movie people in this room, mm-hmm. uh, and I I have an option that I don't think we've mentioned yet, and we need to write this down because I'm going to start repeating myself. Yeah, um, of a movie that we watched. And that I'm sure you've seen it is Hot Rod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Lonely Island movie. Is that their first movie? I yeah. think that was their first yeah. movie. Pretty um, sure. It's Andy Samberg, uh Yorma Yorma Tacome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magnella. Danny McBride <laughs> is in it, Bill Hader is in it, yeah. Will Arnett. It's a great cast. Uh Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Yeah. Have you seen Hot Rod before, Bryce? I was a child. Yeah. Brag. Um, I think it's it's definitely a movie that, as an adult, way funnier. Oh, yeah. Because I know I watched it in high school, and I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> but, like, watching it more recently, I'm like, this is such a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's about Andy Samberg, who wants to be a, like, stunt. Uh, motorcycle. Motorci- or hot, not motorcycle, uh, but Well, dirt he bike. wants to be a motorcycle. Stunt driver yeah uh devil daredevil daredevil he wants to be a daredevil like evil knievel yeah um but he only has a little uh pedal powered moped um and he's like trying to do really small jumps and then they always fail and he ragdolls and basically he would die if 
any of that was actually mm-hmm. real. <laughs> but it's very funny, and it's just it's also like there's a lot of heart to it. Like he's he, basically doing this because his he believes that his dad, who is is now passed, was this great daredevil, um, and his stepdad. He wants to impress his stepdad, even though he doesn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just this really like impactful. It's story. a fun undercurrent of like toxic masculinity. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like before that was more of a mainstream mm-hmm. phrase, yeah. and instead yeah. it's just like making fun of the relationship that he has with his stepdad, mm-hmm. but also showing like they do actually care about each other, even if they wrestle every single day and punch each other in the face. Yeah. They're like, yeah. "That was a good punch. I'm proud of you, son." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a movie that uh, that you should check out. A lot of a lot of the ones that we've talked about in this other 2023 movie, I've said it's just like a fun movie to have on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a fun movie. This is one that you should like really like watch. Mm-hmm. It is smarter than then, you. Yeah. yeah. Then it seems like it is. Yeah, because it seems like a glance. dumb movie yeah. mm-hmm. from Definitely. like the exterior, which is also why it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. It was not a successful movie. Yeah. Um, but it it really is. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like High Rod. Yeah. yeah. What's a what's a movie that you've watched that's not from 2023, but you've watched recently? And hmm. I just recently watched the movie. It's very different than Hot Rod. Yeah. Uh, to Leslie. I haven't have seen you heard it. Of this? Uh, mm-hmm. I had only heard of it for two reasons. Uh, it wasn't a very big release, uh, but it uh, has Mark Maron in it, who's a stand-up okay. comedian that I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a very like serious acting role. And it also uh, has, I think her name's Andrea Riseborough. Uh, she's a, an actress that if you see her, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I know who that is. But she was nominated for Best Actress, and there was a lot of controversy mm-hmm. uh, around it because people thought that she, uh, like, I don't really know how the Oscar rules go, but how, like, the four-year consideration kind of stuff, they thought that she, like, had, like, personal relationships with a lot of the oh, voters. Oh, she swayed the votes or yeah, something? Yeah, and... Uh, they did an investigation on it and it didn't turn out to be yeah. necessarily true. And she is actually very incredible in the movie. So like I would say that she yeah. at least deserves to be nominated, but the movie itself, she's like a uh, struggling addict who like kind of like tries to get herself together and then messes it up and tries to get herself together and messes it up. Mm. And then she ends up at this uh, like crappy motel uh, that Mark Marin runs and he runs it poorly and then you like their relationship like the way that that grows and builds like helps both of them and you know so it's like sounds like a pretty standard movie and like it could be cheesy but i think they did it like Mm -hmm. it is there's a little bit of cheesiness but it like really like touches on like a lot of human moments really Mm -hmm. well mark mark maron is a better dramatic actor than i think he gets credit for There's a great episode of Reservation Dogs that he's he, in, that he's in, where he plays. Uh, one of the characters gets taken away from his home and has to live at like a, a boy's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark Maron is like the the guy who runs it, runs it, and watches them, and he's great in that. And like his character has like a little bit of a comedic thing yeah. to it, but it is mm-hmm. still like. He gets serious in it, and it's it's impressive. Hmm. Yeah. Rice, do you have a movie that that you've seen that's not from this year that you've watched recently? Werewolves on Wheels. 
Werewolves on Wheels. I have no follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, right. it pretty yeah. much explains itself, you know? It, yeah. Uh, it was made, I think, early 80s. I've definitely 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, if it movie. wasn't in the 80s, then... Oh, it's very yeah. 80s. Yeah. Uh, what kind of wheels are we talking? Oh, uh, oh well, actually, it all kinds. Motorcycles? Okay. They, Is it's a motorcycle, motorcycle movie? gang, but they've yeah. also got a van and, I think, another car. Just okay. My first thought when you said that was rollerblades. So Ooh, I had a similar, cool. I had a similar thing, except the wheels were like a part of them. Ah. So if you've ever played Twisted Metal, and we talked, yes, which they have a show. Now. There's a sh- yeah. the TV show. There is a character who his vehicle is his arms turn into giant wheels on the side. Yeah. That is his character. Jax, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So see, this is something I know about. You, Twisted Metal. <laughs> you said werewolves on wheels, and I was like, okay, so their paws turn into little wheels. So on on the full moon, they become a they become Honda. Yeah. <laughs> they become a Honda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different breeds of wolves. Yeah. <laughs> it's make and model you are. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a motorcycle game gang that turns into yes. Uh, so a motorcycle gang rides uh, into an area where they get lost they come across a monastery that has been taken over by a group of cultists of course trying to either summon or praise satan the one woman no 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 two there's three women whoa very progressive at the time (laughs) it's it's a lot of dudes does it pass pass the Bechtel test oh no oh no that's fine that's a different podcast yeah yeah. uh it's it's very if you like it's werewolves. A blo- it's a blood and boobs film. Mm. No, I, I figured there was some naked werewolves in there. I only yeah. like boobs if there's blood involved. Also, hmm. huh? I Me, mean, different strokes for different folks. But I can that do blood. Changes my perspective. I can do blood without boobs you. though. Hmm. Yeah, that's just my. Yeah, that's my two cents, guys. Don't. <laughs> that's the name of the title. Yeah. <laughs> I can take blood. Without boobs. <laughs> you Anyways, uh, <laughs> so they go to this. One of them, the lady gets uh, turned into a werewolf, uh, turns her boyfriend to a werewolf. And all in all, you don't get to see a werewolf fur with fur and everything on wheels until the very end of the movie. And then it's just like a chest mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. with green screen behind him. And then nice. the finale is a dummy dressed as a werewolf getting yeeted off of a very small hill <laughs> like you just kind of or like i don't even want to call it a cliff because it's it's very small it's a yeah. it's a 20 foot drop mm. uh just goes that's that, it that sounds great Good. they go back to the cult oh and like they, their intentions are to beat them up but mm. then they end up joining them they find common that ground. Like a great movie. There's a snake. Is it on a plane? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a lot of transportation. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> this, I mean, this is just wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Some plants have wheels. I'd say most plants in think, the world. Yeah, a lot of them have wheels, to. but that's not their main. That's not what they're known for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're taxiing for hours. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You Tell think about, about that, it. Maggie? You think <laughs> no. about that. I've, I bet I've, you didn't think about that. Did didn't. You, you didn't think about that. I, Did you think about that? I'm going to check my privilege. <laughs> Someone who's never had to taxi for no. hours. Mm-mm. Must be nice. I've never taxied. I just, the plane's in the air by the time I get in. 
<laughs> you just <laughs> jump. They're closing they, the tunnel thing, and you're like, hold that door. <laughs> no, 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 no. The plane is in the air. Oh. It is already in the air. You've just got hops. They trebuchet me. <laughs> oh, nice. And I was going to say, like, cannonball or slingshot. I, yeah. I, just, I, I go into the air, and they, they physics it just right. So right at the apex of, of the height, yeah. I just step onto the plane. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> hey guys <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> here's the big question are you in first class or economy or are you flying the plane i'm in trebuchet class bryce <laughs> what do you think <laughs> you would well, understand mm-hmm. I, i'm not a frequent trebuchet flyer no. yeah you gotta get those trebuchet points <laughs> Damn, i'm just an economy but business pays for it yeah. <laughs> well after all of that trebuchet nonsense yep Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to this episode. Thank you, Sean, for... Sorry that I didn't see the whole movie. I didn't do my homework. If you have me back, Mm -hmm. I will watch the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Or we could just pick a movie that I have already watched Mm -hmm. at that point. That's true. That's true. At Mm -hmm. some point, we will talk about Asteroid City. Mm -hmm. That will be... Please bring me back. I know you've seen that one, so I'll let you know. I'll let you know, Sean. That'll be one that I have a lot of knowledge about. It's... It's probably Anderson. It's probably gonna be in two weeks. All right. Um, so little spoilers for our audience. Wow. Yeah. Sean, where if if I were a viewer of this podcast and I said, uh, that Sean was an interesting guy, but I'd like to hear him talk more, what how do how, how, how do I find him? <laughs> Seamless. Uh yeah, that was good. Uh <laughs> I started slipping into Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, and yeah. I needed to stop. So. Yeah. I, uh, I'm on Instagram at Sean Braley, S H A W N B R A L E Y. Bradley without the D. That's mm-hmm. what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never said that. <laughs> uh, and I am often doing comedy, uh, especially lately at the commonwealth sanctuary yes mm-hmm. which is where we filmed this podcast yeah. mm-hmm. we've we have in dayton that. kentucky yeah yeah the, just go ahead dox us completely i guess <laughs> uh it is <laughs> it's on seventh street fifth i was trying to mm. not give the whole I mean, he was doing a bit as a you can't not dox a business and promote it at the same time <laughs> that's true i did say the name and all they have to do is go on google and type mm-hmm. it in yeah. which you should go on google Type in Commonwealth Sanctuary, we have comedy leave a five-star review, and say, Sean Braley is very funny, and he should get a raise. And I think that... Mm-hmm. It'll work. It'll yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But spell my name right, otherwise they'll give it to the wrong Sean. <laughs> I think we need to get like a timer for how long our guests can, <laughs> can talk about Look, I didn't have a lot to say about the movie, so I, <laughs> I was just like sitting here waiting, and then the spider came down and stole yeah. my thunder, and yeah. it was just a lot. That's, Where yeah. can we find the spider? <laughs> if we want more I think spider, it's on the ground. I, I'm worried that it Hopefully. went up my pant leg, and I keep like feeling like there's a bug in my. Yeah, head. nice little surprise later. Yeah, when I have <laughs> spider bites on my balls. Mm. <laughs> a little friend. Yeah. <laughs> well. Thank you for watching our podcast. Mm-hmm. Please follow us on on the social medias. We we mainly work on Instagram. We that mostly is just thing. use the one. We technically have a Twitter and we technically have a subreddit. So eventually, you know, we'll probably work 
on that. But yeah. also Patreon. Patreon is the thing that would really benefit us the most. Mm-hmm. We are doing this podcast for us, but also for you. And we can do this podcast better for you if you show us you care. So what you're saying is if they like it, they mm-hmm. should give money because they like it. If they don't like it, they should give money because then it will be better and then Correct. they'll like it. It's yeah. a win-win for yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And like we always we always, we always want to say, if you have questions, comments, whatever, regarding this podcast, please let us know. Because mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a once-a-month community podcast on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Where we will answer some community questions, talk about things, just kind of give updates, and mm-hmm. we're we're gonna have our first one in September, which is soon. Might have already happened by the time this episode aired, or this episode airs in September. So time gets weird with yeah. podcasts. Listen we, in, we film like th- yeah. three weeks ahead. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. And if there's, you know, a 2023 movie that you want us to talk about sooner, let us know and we will yep. we will bump that up. But if not, we will just keep going on what we feel like is next. Mm-hmm. So thank See. you Bryce for doing your your thing that you do here. Yeah. I did a lot more talking than switching. <laughs> that's okay. Mm-hmm. Here we are. I wore the shirt for it. <laughs> <laughs> All they saw was dungeons. I want to make sure they see that. And There's dragons. also dragons. You yeah. were just wearing a and dungeon and shirt. Yeah. Just dungeons, <laughs> no dragons. <laughs> were you gonna say something? Nope. Okay, then that is that is the end of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>